This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. It is a pleasure to be with you today on Getting to Know Your Bible. We do appreciate those of you who are watching at this time, and I'd like to encourage you to continue to watch today as we're going to be discussing a a statement Jesus made in the New Testament, and we're going to discuss this subject a little while, a little while. I hope that you'll stay tuned. Now today on Getting to Know Your Bible, we are offering a free Bible correspondence course. One of the greatest needs of mankind today is to have a greater knowledge of the Word of God. And the more that we learn about the Word of God, the more knowledge we are able to acquire, the more likelihood there is that we will live a life that will be pleasing to Him. We want you to have this Bible course in order that you might learn, first of all, more about the Bible, and that you might learn how to be pleasing in the sight of God. And we've been offering this Bible course for a long time. And since the very beginning, it has been offered to you free of charge. And we do not charge money for this Bible course. Nothing that's seen offered on getting to know your Bible will cost you a dime. We give it to you free of charge and we have... Uh, the purest of motives in doing this, we want you to have a greater knowledge of the Bible. Now that you might know how to receive the free course, we're going to pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I want to read just one passage of scripture from the seventh chapter of John's gospel and, and this verse 33 where, where Jesus said, I shall be with you a little while longer and then I go to him who sent me. Christ had already lived most of his life on the earth. How much time remained? He said a little while, a little while. How was Jesus going to use the rest of his time? Suppose you went to the doctor and the doctor told you, you only have a little while left. Maybe at the best you have three months left to live. 
could, could I ask you a question, a serious question? How would you use your time if you had only a little while? The, the fact is, we should live each day as if each day was our last day. How did Jesus spend his little while? He said, I'm just going to be with you a little while longer. So how did he spend that little while longer? He spent that time forgiving people. In John the 8th chapter, in the chapter just the following where we have just read, is the account of a woman being brought to Jesus who was caught in the very act of adultery. And according to the law of Moses, this woman deserved to be stoned to death. But Jesus forgave the woman her sins. And he told those who were her accusers, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone. So Jesus spent his little while forgiving people. He forgave Peter. In the 22nd chapter of Luke's gospel, he said in verses 31 and 32, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have thee that he may sift thee as wheat. But, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not, but when you're converted, strengthen the brethren. Jesus had such a forgiving, sweet attitude toward Peter, toward the very man who was going to deny him. Jesus had a forgiving spirit toward those who were the, the murder, his murderers. And he prayed to the Father in Luke 23, 34, and he was on the cross when he uttered this prayer, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. How did Jesus spend his little while? He spent it forgiving people. Don't spend your time holding grudges. Actually, you're doing more damage to yourself than anyone else by so doing. But Jesus spent that little while dodging stones. Why? Because of his teaching. Jesus taught concerning his age. Before Abraham was, I am. And that disturbed the people. Jesus taught concerning the, the Godhead. He taught the oneness of the Godhead. And he said, he that has seen me has seen the Father. And they, that caused them to be upset with Jesus. But how did he spend his little while? He spent his little while attending funerals. In John the 11th chapter, he attended the funeral of Lazarus, his friend, weeping with those who were bereaved. John 11:35 says Jesus wept. In Romans 12 and 15, we're taught that we should weep with those that weep. And Jesus rendered a service when he attended the funeral. Sometimes we may go to someone who just lost a loved one and, and we might say, and we mean well, 
there's anything I, I can ever do for you, you just let me know. I'm sure there are dozens of things that need to be done for a person who's just lost a loved one. Maybe nothing more than just having their lawn mowed. Or maybe someone coming in and, and helping in the home while during this uh, traumatic experience. Let's just get busy and render a service. Jesus did. Of course, what Jesus did is He raised Lazarus from the dead, we're not able to render that type of a service. But, but Jesus spent his little while, the time he had left praying. He was going to be with the Father in heaven, and yet Jesus spent time in prayer. The 17th chapter of John's Gospel is really the Lord's Prayer, where he's praying to his Father in heaven, and what a prayer indeed. You only have a little while. We're not going to be in this world forever, but you will live forever. And many live as if they are going to live in this world forever. And our days are wasted as if they're never going to give out. We just have a little while, and we need to be time conscious. God wants us to be time conscious. James 4.14 says that our life is like a vapor that, that appears for a little time, that is a little while, and then it vanishes away. And in the 90th Psalm, we're taught that we ought to, to number our days, that we might apply our hearts unto wisdom. In John 9 and 4, Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. For for the night cometh when no man can work. Jesus realized that there was a limit to his opportunity. And thus he was time con conscious when it came to doing the work that his father sent him to do. We need to stop and think about the time that we have left. What are you going to do with it? Will you have faith in God? Hebrews 11 and 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of all of them that diligently seek him. In your little while, are you going to have faith in God, a pleasing faith in him? Will you have faith in Jesus? Will you have the faith like the man in Acts the 8th chapter who said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. In your little while, are you willing to repent of your sins? In Luke 13 and 3, our Lord said, I tell you, nay, but, but except you repent, you shall all alike wise perish. You only have a little while. And with that little while that you have left, are you willing to be buried with Christ in baptism? 
buried with him in baptism, wherein also you're risen with him through the faith of the operation of God. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. You, you need to think about the time that you have left. And I would encourage you in that little while you have left to make it count. Make it count for God. I want you to think about that time, that little while. And I'd urge you to give your life to Christ. To, to, to live for Him and to be in Him and He in you. But in that little while we have left, we, we ought to make things right with others. Frequently there are disagreements that people have in life. Sometimes there are difficult circumstances that arise and hard feelings result. But Jesus said, if you bring your gift to the altar and there you remember that your brother has ought against you, leave your gift at the altar and go and first be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. You cannot live wrong and die right. And we need to be right with others. It might be in your home life. It may be that there's some difficulties going on in your home life. Make it right. Make it right today. You don't want to go out into eternity having hard feelings towards someone in your own family. You don't want to go out into eternity with, with feelings of, of, uh, of ill will toward anyone because you cannot live like that and die right with God. You only have a little while. Make things right with others. And also, may I, may I encourage you to do this? Make good use of the time you have left. As Paul wrote in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 5, redeem the time. That, that simply means to use your time wisely. There's not a person living now who knows about tomorrow. Now Solomon put it like this, boast not yourself of tomorrow. But for a man does not know what a day may bring forth. We don't have a clue about what tomorrow will bring. Tomorrow you could be dead. To tomorrow could bring the return of Jesus. To tomorrow could, could bring the judgment. Tomorrow you could be in eternity. You could be somewhere in eternity, we don't know about tomorrow. And important things that need to be done in life do not need to be put off until another time. I like what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 10, well, whatever your hand finds to do, 
do it with your might. And so when we have something that is to be done, we ought to do it. Do, do you know that you ought to read the Bible more? You say, well, Brother Lambert, I, I, I look at the Bible every once in a while, but I, I do know I need to read it more. Do it now. Start doing that right now in this little while you have left. Do, do you know that you need to pray more? And I don't know that there's anyone who prays nearly as much as they ought to. Even those who spend a lot of time in prayer could probably spend more time in prayer. But if you've not been praying to God, do it now. If you've not had a forgiving attitude toward other people, don't wait about that. Do it now. Do it now in the little while you have left. Have you been intending to, to get yourself back in a worship service where, where you could worship God in spirit and in truth? You say, Brother Lambert, I've been intending to visit the Church of Christ and I, I, I really have thought about it a lot of times, Brother Lambert, but why don't you do it now? You only have a little while left. Do it now. And have you been thinking about being a better husband? And being a better wife, do it now. You only have a little while. And if you've been thinking about becoming a New Testament Christian, I want to plead with you. Please, please, do it today. Do it now. You say, well, I, I may do it tomorrow. There's an invitation song that is often used at the close of a sermon where we'll give people an opportunity to come forward if they want to be to, to state whether they would like to be baptized or if they are unfaithful Christians, they would like the prayers of the church. And there is a, a refrain in that song that goes like this. Tomorrow's sun may never rise to bless thy long-deluded sight. You, you see, we don't have a promise. All we have is right now. Like Jesus, we just have a little while. My, my friend, Jesus Christ is the light of the world. John 8 and verse 12. And this light will be with you in this life for just a little while. And I would encourage you to walk while you have the light lest darkness come upon you. In John the 12th chapter, and in verse number 35, I want you to notice what our Lord said. A little while longer. There it is again, a little while longer. The light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. 
He who walks in darkness does not know where he's going. Do you know where you're going? Do you know where you're headed? Do you know what the future holds for you? If you refuse to walk in the light, if you refuse to walk in the light, then you will be in darkness. Yes, if you don't step into the light, you're going to walk in darkness. And if you die in darkness, you're going to spend eternity in darkness. In Matthew 25 and 30, Jesus said, Cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. But you see, that's not necessary because you can be in the light. And when we follow the Bible, which is a light, a lamp, a lantern, Psalms 119, verse 105. And when we obey the teachings of the Bible, those teachings bring light into our soul. And when we obey the gospel of Christ, by believing in Him, by repenting of our sins, by confessing our faith in Him, and by being baptized into Him, we have gone from darkness to light. In Colossians 1.13, Paul there said that He hath delivered us from darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of God's dear Son, and that's a kingdom of light. And as a Christian... We are, for, we are to walk continually in the light. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7. But if we walk in the light. Now that's a condition. That's a, that's a condition that we have to meet. Many people are not walking in the light. They're not in fellowship with God who is light, 1 John 1, 5. They're not in fellowship with Christ who is light, John 8, 12. They're not following the teachings of God or Christ which is light to their soul, Psalms 119, verse 105. And they're not walking in the light. But John said, if we do, if, we walk in the light. We have fellowship one with another. If we have fellowship with one another, it is because we all are in fellowship with God. And if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. And that simply means that if I continue to walk in that light, that that blood continually, constantly, 
cleanses me of my sin. But there's a condition, and that is if I walk in the light. Let me ask you, have you gotten in the light? Where are you today? Jesus said, I only have a little while. You only have a little while. And you need, while you have the time, while you have the opportunity to get into the light, you do not have forever to do right. Absolutely not. You never know what tomorrow is going to bring. As a matter of fact, you do not know what the next breath will bring. It was David who said in Psalms 100 and uh, Psalm, uh, 1 Samuel, the 20th chapter rather, and in verse 3, there is a step between me and death. And right now there's just a heartbeat between you and the next life. There's just a step between all of us and eternity. We just have a little while. And why, why, oh why, will men waste their lives in foolishness and, and waste their lives apart from God and apart from Jesus in light of the fact just have a little while. And whatever time we have left, we need to spend that time doing good for other people. And we need to spend that time serving the Lord. We need to spend that time trying to make our homes better places. We need to spend that time trying to make the world in which we live a better world. Trying to make it a world where there is peace, where there is love, where there is harmony, instead of violence and, and confusion and hatred. Oh, we have just a little while. And there is no telling how much good just one person can do to make this world a better place in which to live. I want to thank you for watching today. And in the closing moments, may I encourage you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. We don't have forever to do right. Let's do right now. And then visit the church in your community. And also may I encourage you right now to pick up the telephone, and to call for the free Bible correspondence course. Don't hesitate to do that. It could be the single greatest thing that you've ever done for yourself. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, 
Post Office Box 314, Somerdale, Alabama 36580 or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.